Hello, welcome back to On the Nose. This is the continuation of the conversation with Robot Liz that began last week. I'm not going to take up too much time with the intro since the rest of the episode is still pretty long, uh, but I hope that you will enjoy listening along and I hope that you have a good week. My confidence level kind of did as it evolved, it did this weird dip and now it's doing the recline, but it had to dip down to zero first. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, like, you know, 2019, we're like at the apex of like campaign, all that, da, 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 da. And then 2020 enters and I'm still on that high of being like, no, no, I knew I can balance the job and the kids and weird stuff like campaigns and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it started to tank um, with things that I noticed that just changed. And as my attitude changed, um, what was the thing we were talking about right before this? Cause it'll remind me where I was going with this. The solar, getting the solar installed and then doing like the doing all the work myself like, and the lights. Right. Yeah. yeah. It started to tank, but that was when I still thought I was still keeping myself busy at home so much that I couldn't stand being here because I was used to being at the office all the time. And I had been at the office for the last like 15 to 20 years, different offices, but still the office environment. So I had no yeah. idea what I was doing here by myself or not by myself, but with the family here and everyone home. And it was like, I had all this time to like cook because I'd had no commute. I had all this time to like fix light fixtures and I had the confidence to do so. And then it just, I got <laughs> like really sick and like it just tanked. Yeah, that's what happened to me, but like on a longer scale, like I got sick and um, I was so sick I couldn't even drive, like physically was unable to, I was too fatigued, but um, I would occasionally get these like blips of energy and I would get like projects done during that time. And I, you know, like I remodeled part of my house slowly over time, only when I had the energy to do it and I was still able to do it. But then like I went a couple of years where I stopped doing that stuff because I, I my doctor, I finally got into a specialist, got got a diagnosis and they're like, you need to rest. You need to stop doing all the stuff you've been doing and like respect your, your limitations. So I had, I had to learn how to do that. And since then I've lost like confidence because it's been years since I've done stuff. And when I go to do stuff, like, like now I have rheumatoid arthritis or whatever. So when I go to use power tools, it's really painful and stuff. And it makes me really nervous to use power tools and, you know, so I just don't have like the same confidence, but over the last like couple of months, as I started doing more stuff, I feel like um, I'm starting to regain some of that and be like, so, so I'll go to do something. And I'm like, there's no reason why this should make me as nervous as it's making me. And I'll just be like, almost like shaking. I'm like so nervous. <laughs> Dog was eating off the counter. Go on. <laughs> You should be able to do this. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, and then, like, and then I do it and I'm okay. And each time I do that, I feel like I'm getting less and less like nervous about these things that used to be no brainers. I would not have been nervous to do it at all. Right. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> I guess it's like I the bugs. Yeah. You know? 
So when I wonder like their days and I'm just like, just get on the highway. When I'm like on a road that's like close to the service road, I'm just like, just do it. You got on this highway. You've been on this highway like since you were 16 years old. Like get on that yeah. highway right now. And I'm like, I can't do it. And I'm nervous about it. And I'm like, why am I nervous about this? Just because yeah. my car, I mean, my car is older, but I'm older. But I'm like, this car got on the highway not that long ago. Like, yeah, know what your deal is. Has it, like, as you've been starting to drive, like, more, has it, like, the exposure helped you? Or is it still pretty persistent? It helps. Like, I have been able to drive further away from the house. So the distance is helping now. I just need to figure out speed, like being able to like get used to like going faster than like 50. It's not even really, I'm not even really on anything. It's, I haven't really gone on anything that's more than like 45, 50 at the most yeah. here. <clears throat> There's not really a whole lot around. So the like the sensory experience is part of it for you. Like so, if you went faster, it would make you nervous because you can feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. I start to get a little bit of that. I get the heart rush. That's probably totally normal, but for whatever reason, I'm very self-aware of its feeling as it kind of rushes, and I feel it in my chest. Then my palms start getting sweaty. And then like my feet will start to tingle and I'm like, that's it. I'm passing out or something. Yeah. Or I'm like, or I start to panic and I think, oh my God, what if I passed out? <laughs> yeah. This would be bad. And I don't know where that came from. I never enjoyed driving, but I drove everywhere. And I've taken that little car to Denver, to St. Louis, to Dallas, to that little civic has gone everywhere, but I just, I like something like a, this is not a completely formed thought, but a, something that I've been thinking about was that we spend so much of our lives ignoring the way that things make us feel because we have to. Right. And it, and it seems like that a lot of, there's a lot of people, women, especially who they reach like a certain age and then they just cannot, like ignore the way that things make them feel like they start running, you know, start having like stress related health issues and, you know, like not wanting to leave the house and just being uncomfortable with things that they were always able to do before. And I'm like, and how many of the things that like we're running into that make us nervous were things that like made us nervous to begin with. And we, we just didn't hear it because we're so used to not being able to basically take the liberty to take the time to hear how we're feeling or act on it because we have to do things, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely like wonder about that. I wondered too, because I did, you know, one of the things I'm always very open about was that I was an alcoholic, like a rampant alcoholic for a very long time. And uh, <clears throat> when I was working, I would drink and that was never cool. But I often wondered like, the anxiety seemed to ramp up after I sobered up. And it was almost as if I self-medicated and made myself so numb that I didn't even notice these things that bothered me. Like yeah. they didn't bother me as much because it's like, I didn't think or couldn't feel them, you know? Yeah. But that makes sense. Oh yeah. 
it still makes me wonder how I got by because like there are things like I remember like the things that I can remember completely like the like clear as day through those years that I knew that I was drinking like a lot of vodka compared to water I'm just like I still had the sharpest like it still can remember everything from that time so I must have just been running off with pure adrenaline and vodka it was just a yeah. rough time yeah yeah. But my kids were really, really young. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't like a, uh, you know, abusive drunk or anything like that. I was just a one of those high functioning alcoholics that broke down during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. But like being able to like slow down, do you think that like helped you like stop, you know, cut back on drinking and stuff? I think being able to slow down woke me up because it was no longer uh, something you could hide. And there was no longer the duality complex. I was here at home facing myself every day. So it became one of those things where my, my thread just kind of got really thin and it broke. And yeah. it was just like, I have to start over. So. Um, when did you get your ADHD diagnosis? That was in 2021. So that was a year after the breakdown. So a year after the breakdown of seeing my psychiatrist and him treating me for bipolar disorder, he decided to test me for ADHD. It was like, I'm gonna diagnose you with ADHD. But he had had a year of sessions of time or close to a year of sessions to like get to know me first. Yeah. And yeah. do you think that getting that diagnosis like helped? I think that helped a lot. I feel a lot less, um, I was telling my husband the other day, I feel a lot more stabilized mood wise now than I think I ever have in my entire life. Like the bipolar doesn't feel as bipolar. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because I can focus better, but yeah, you know, I'm still a little like, my brain's still a little string cheese, but <laughs> for the most part yeah. I can focus. Well, also like, cause you're, you're managing the ADHD partially with medication. And so you're actually getting the dopamine that you were deficient in before. And that's, it makes sense that that would help stabilize things, you know, cause yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's it's a big one. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm still like, I just read an article about the shortage and they're like, it's worse than ever. And you know, and I'm like, great. I, you know, I've said it before, but I, I'm positive I'm on a short list of people that are just not getting their meds, like, because somebody else is getting their meds, like my friend, like almost everybody I know who lives in this area where the shortage is really, really bad, they're getting their meds, but I haven't gotten mine since November. Um, That's crazy. That so, doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. they're not that far away. Is it like, can you feel where they're filling? I don't get it. Yeah. It's, and I think that it's like people are getting prioritized if they were already getting them and maybe I wasn't on the meds long enough or whatever. So I just didn't, I'm not on the list, you know? Were you on them for very long before this all started? No, I was almost at a year when the shortage started. So I was just starting to like get used, get used to it, you know? Right. Um, yeah. yeah, starting to like relax and like learn about 
myself in that regard, like with the meds, because the meds like helped me feel like normal in a way that was like, you know, I like I'd never felt that before, you know, it's different. It is different. It's like putting on a pair of glasses is what I kind of described it as, which I had read before, but that's there is no better way to describe it. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, yeah just kind of got clearer and still stays that way for the most part. You know, I have my good days and my bad days. I still have those days where I'm just like, I have to rely on an entire pot of coffee or two to get through. I'm just yeah. not there, you know, but yeah. I've been uh, lots of, lots of TV in the background to give me stimuli to help me stay focused on things. So it's been my thing that's helping me lately. Yeah. I've had it on like, cause you know, I'm a news junkie and I'm a local news junkie. So I've had it on the local news. Like that's just usually my background noise is to just hear what's going on. Cause like small town. Okay. No offense to anyone in Oklahoma and I love you and please don't beat me up. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, a smaller, like the local news that you watch in Oklahoma is different than what you're getting in say San Francisco or something like that. And I was trying to explain that to my oldest daughter. I was like, no, it's kind of interesting to go and like stay in a hotel and like change it to their local news because it's like a world of difference. Yeah. Because then you come home and you've got our little group of lovely yokels and it's just, <laughs> it's cute. It's just kind of fun to watch. But you, not, not the bad stories, but you know, your little cute local heartwarming stories are kind of cute. Yeah. It's yeah. nice that you get those because like some news outlets don't even bother with anything heartwarming or positive or even interesting. They're, they're just like so negative, you know? Mm -hmm. That was another thing I tried to say to her um, was that, you know, she was kind of getting upset by the news. And I was like, you have to remember that for every death, there's a birth, for every funeral, there's a wedding, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I just remember my dad saying something very similar. Because it is not always just doom and gloom. It's just that's what's going to get the clicks. Yep. I don't know. I don't like, I don't click on negative stuff. I don't click on like, to me, I'm like, I'm super avoidant. Like those videos that you're shown on Facebook for the crashing and stuff, I would be like, nope. And like, I don't want the negativity. I, I just feel like I just don't want it. So I only click on stuff that like, it makes me curious or, you know, so my feed is just full of, you know, psychology and scientific findings and anthropology and archaeology and stuff like that just not news really right yeah no i get a lot of local media meteorologists and stuff like that too it's not all the weird crashes that's just like a weird real thing that started but i think it's because i watched them for the exposure or i started watching them for the exposure thinking it was going to help and then it ended up making me more anxious. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. So <laughs> I, I did start seeing um, weather reports for where Tyler lives of randomly oh. in my Google. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like why it decided that it's going to show me like, you know. Did you consider visiting or anything like that? No. Interesting. 
Yeah, it must have picked know. up something in the conversation that we had. Or I mean, the thing that I have my stuff turned off, it's not supposed to be using it, your stuff. stuff. Yeah, but I still get results like it is. So, That's weird. Yeah. Let's see if I can fix this hair. Probably not. I got bedhead back here. It's short. It's at that length where like it's not heavy enough to lay down. So it just, but I'm trying to grow it. I've got like this really epic, like gray going on right Ooh, here. Nice little streak on both sides. Yeah. And I want to see what happens. Like if I, if I let it get longer. It's going to look cool. I've always wanted like a solid streak of some sort, something that was like a little more substantial. And I don't know right now I can't get rid of this blue or green like I, I tried dying over it and it's not it is what it doesn't it is. want to yeah it's still staying like a hunter green so it's fine as long as it kind of grows out a little bit it's in this in-between stage that's driving me crazy and I just either want it a little longer or a little shorter but I don't want to cut it again so yeah yeah I keep I keep like adjusting where I'm sitting and then I have to change the camera hmm I, I like the just, Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm trying to like wear the stuff I make to bring attention to it. So, have you had my shop? Mm, I had like a week where I had several sales, but it's mostly like my friends. And I think it's because of everything going on with the RV, like people are trying to be supportive. And then since then, it's been like I get like a favorite of something, but I haven't been getting any sales. So, mm. It's been, um, that's why I'm taking a break from posting on my shop account and stuff. Cause I was just like, I getting so little engagement on those posts and that's like frustrating because it's a lot of work to make all those videos and stuff that I'm posting. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a break, save the content for when I am feeling, feeling it. And, um, just try not to stress about it. I did sign up for another marketplace that's you have to make your own stuff. They they're trying to fix where Etsy broke. Um, but I, I need to go in and finish updating um, the entries for for everything because I, ha I had them import it. And they're like, well, you still have to do this, this and that. And it's like it's going to take me hours. So I just haven't done it. Um, and I want to try that and I'm not going to try advertising it. I'm just going to see what happens and go from there. Yeah. And then I'll, and then once I'm settled in the RV, I'll start trying to do in-person, like do farmer's market or flea markets and yeah, like right. craft, craft events, they're like $250 a table. So I'm not doing that, Wow. but um, I can do, do these local ones. And then uh, my friend wants to do, one of these craft fairs in December with me and um, it's like, she'll get her own table and we're, we're going to see if we can be set up next to each other. Um, but she offered to pay for it since it like, it's my birthday month and stuff like that. Um, Cause otherwise I, I literally wouldn't be able to like justify the costs um, and we'll see how that goes. So. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We'll see That's what I make. How much would that. the cost be if you don't? What was the normal cost if they didn't pay for it? Two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I like. 
I did a, that pop-up shop. I made $500 from the pop-up shop, like 250. I would, that would eat half of it, you know, yeah. and it's only for a weekend. Yeah. Like my rent's like 186 for like a four by nine and a half space or whatever. Yeah. And that's like, that's per month. So. Yeah. But it's like, uh, in arrears of from your sales so like whatever your sales are they deduct rent and then they pay you the difference now if you don't make rent obviously then but whatever your sales are deducted for rent yeah yeah That's but cool. i've only had to pay rent once Knock on wood. <laughs> I don't know. I just had this, I had this huge sale or huge sale. I basically was like, everything's 25% off last weekend, but then I didn't get to go in on Monday to check to see how everything looked. So I'm going to have to go in tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's Thursday. Yes. Tomorrow's Thursday. Okay. I have not been able to keep my day straight this week. I thought it was like later in the week, all week. It felt like it felt like it should be Thursday or Friday, like all week long. Yeah. Is that, is that just like getting used to like the school routine and then having sick kiddos? I think so. Poor Phaedra was just like, poor Phaedra is sick. So it is, it is what it is. I'm so shocked that there's no like stricter protocol. Cause I mean like Lillian tested negative. So she went to school, but you'd think there'd just be like a, I don't know, mask mandate or something. I, I don't think there will be anymore. I don't think, I don't think they're even going to try. Yeah. I like if the people knew, like if the people have colds or just aren't feeling well and they wear masks, that would help a lot. And it's a bummer yeah. that we culturally cannot, we cannot pick up the practice of giving a shit about other people. I know. You know it's it just turned into such a monstrous type of scenario, like the worst nightmare scenario. And, uh, it got twisted and now you're not going to convince anyone that this is just the right thing to do. Yeah. And that's really, really sad. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, the studies that they're, that are coming out for like long-term effects of getting COVID or they're not great, you know? Mm -mm. So it's just going to become like a normal part of, society that people are going to end up having these health issues and stuff and we don't have a good system for that like at all you know i said in one of my podcast episodes that they basically you know um they're they would prefer that we just die like anybody that's disabled and has health issues or whatever and they don't give us enough to barely keep it together you know um mm -hmm. and there's just gonna be more and more of that yeah there's uh, no never mind the fact that disabled people still buy stuff. They like to create stuff. There's like, I mean, there's so many ways that people could be of value to the economy and to the culture without being a worker bee, you know? Mm -hmm. But I thought yeah. that myself. That's why it's like, I have this guilt still in my head where I feel like I should be doing something more because I have this ingrained guilt. Yeah. From the society I grew up in. Yep. No. I mean, I think like it's gotten a little better for me, but it took me over like a decade to 
of actively working on that mindset to stop feeling the pressure in quite the same way, you know, and I, I do the stuff I do now because I enjoy doing it, but also because I need the money, but it's not coming from like a guilt, you know, I don't feel right. like, you know, and honestly, if I did feel the guilt, my guilt would tell me that what I'm doing isn't appropriate and isn't enough. Like it would be like, go get a real job. You know, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't, uh, making, making art and stuff for Etsy would not be considered a real job to that part of my brain. Yeah. That's how like my guilt thinks about the antique store sometimes, even though I love to like, at least tell people it's like, well, I dabble in antiques. Yeah. Or I collect antiques. It's like that is something I can say now, which is not a lie, which should make yeah. me feel good, but instead makes me feel weird because I'm just like, am I doing something? What am I doing? Am I just hauling? Yeah. Am I just hauling stuff around? Am I just dragging my stuff around? I don't know. Yeah, like I, I, I can be called an artist. I've sold multiple pieces, and my brain mm -hmm. goes, "That's weird." <laughs> That's awesome. But that's exactly what you are. But yeah, we have a hard time telling ourselves these things. Yep. It's been so long since I've done like proper, like done like a painting or whatever that my brain starts going, well, maybe, maybe you don't, you can't really do that. And, and I'm like, shut up brain. You just, you couldn't do it anyways. You're just practicing. Just keep practicing. I'll get there. <laughs> like, I don't, I was, I had the workshop, but I'm going to have to get, you know, the, the storage, you know, is going to use that as a workshop where I could do painting, but I have to get rid of it. So I'm going to have to figure out like how, because I'm not going to be able to do paint pouring in the RV. There's no place to put the painting that Amos can't get to. Oh yeah. So, um, I'll have That's to, a problem. I might have to, I don't know, like put stuff, maybe get like I was thinking I could paint outside if the weather's not bad and then get like a little cabinet that I could put the set the paintings in so that they can dry with minimal bugs. I'm getting stuff on them. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably pick up a cheap little cabinet for like at the, like a thrift store. Well, not here. No. <laughs> like, nothing's cheap at no. a thrift store here. Nothing's yeah. cheap at, I don't know if I could live. I couldn't yeah. live. Honestly, I, I, I can't can live. But. Yeah, I could go buy clothing, brand new clothing at Costco for cheaper than getting clothing at a lot of thrift stores here. That just blows my mind. We have like a monthly 99 cents clothing sale. And it's really not that bad. You can pick through some really nice polos for Mike's work. And like, there's usually stuff the girls can still wear to school. And it's like 99 cents a pop. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. There's no shame in that. Sometimes it's like that's where our T-shirts come from. Hey, it's it's reusing. You're helping the environment. You know. Yeah, which you know a lot of that stuff that gets thrown in donation boxes gets shipped off to Africa anyway. So on container units, yeah, to get resold. So there's a whole racket. That's like a whole thing I read all about once. Yeah. Or watched it on Bourdain. I think Anthony Bourdain taught me that. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Like some of the stuff with like charities and like where you donate is super, super sketch. Like I started 
like when I was working and had like enough of an income that I could like donate monthly, I donated to um, so, so like Richard something. I don't know. It was like this atheist guy, but he had like this total transparency thing. And then like his organization actually would go look at other charities and try to make those charities transparent so that people knew where their money was going. And um, so I just donated to his because he was, I felt like, like I knew where my donations were going. You know, I wasn't yeah. just paying for paying somebody's salary. Like it was actually going to where they needed to help it. people. Yeah. That's important. That always gets me. But yeah, those big, it's those big clothing thing. I don't know if you guys have them there that just say like donate shoes and clothes here, big metal boxes and you just pull them open and throw your shit in there and then close them yeah. and they get collected. And I guess those end up on container units shipped out to Africa where they get sorted out and resold as American vintage clothes. That's jacked. I'd be fine with them being shipped out somewhere if they're being given to people. To people. Exactly. Yeah. But like if they're mm -hmm. just making money off of it, that's not cool. Yep. Resorted and sold as American vintage clothing. I was kind of shocked. But but you have to just check where it's going. Like if it's actually going to Goodwill, it's a little different. Which I don't know if you guys have your Goodwill bins there, but like you go down to like the main sorting center and they have conveyor belts where they just basically dump all this stuff out and then like ring the buzzer and let people come in in hordes and like just dig through all the bins of all the fresh stuff. I don't, I don't know. Like I, crazy. I, we, we might have it and I've never heard of it, but I've, I've, yeah, I've never heard of that. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> intense. Because you don't have anything like you're not like going in with a cart, you're going in with your bare hands. So you like grab a suitcase because you know you're going to grab stuff to put in the suitcase and then everything's sold to you by the pound. Wow. So you like go and just weigh it and then make sure you safely get it home. So it's fun. I want to go back. It's definitely something I could get used to. Flea markets are way better because you can buy goats and chickens, but Goodwill bins are fun too. So. Huh. Yeah, I think you would like flea markets, like our flea markets, because of the goats and chickens. Yeah, there's a there's a store, and I went in the other day to buy a hose, and they have baby chickens. It's they're kind of like um, tractor supply, but it's a different like Wil it's called Wilco. Oh, nice. Um, and they're kind of new to the area. So, but they had baby chickens. So I was just walking around going, baby chickens. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they're so cute. I don't they want chickens. Cute. I they're stinky, but like they're very cute when they're there. They are very cute. I want chickens, but you know, I don't think I don't think we can take on the challenge of chickens right now. We have I the want, space. I want quails. That's like, I want to do quails for the eggs. Yeah. Now they don't, they're regional. Like they won't live out here, will they? They don't handle winters out here, do they? So the guy, there's this guy that when I was raising rabbits, he did rabbits and quails. And he was up in Canada where it gets really cold. And he had like a whole setup for them 
um, oh. and showed like how to winterize for them and stuff like that. So I think you can That's get possible. them. They might they might not be native. You just need to take care of them when the weather is bad. Yeah. Um, and you know, so it's like like the rabbits are okay in the winter, but they they don't cool down very well. So then he had to do stuff for them during when it got really hot, and then you know the birds were the opposite. So and the quail are cool because like you can just keep them in these cages that have like where the eggs roll out to the outer edge nice um, and stuff so that's like on my list i'm not going to be doing it anytime soon but someday hopefully got your little rv and your quails maybe you end up getting rabbits again <laughs> yeah yeah when Good i'm like in a more long term like a when i get to a place where i know this is where i'm going to be for a while you know yeah and get a pool with the tilapia that you can have them. Is it tilapia that eats their own feces or is it? I don't know. Or is it something else eats their feces? I don't know, but you can make an ecosystem using tilapia and something else. And it ends up feeding the tilapia and the tilapia feeds something else. I'll have to look that up, but I will look that up and send that to you because I've, I used to be really into this whole like dream of getting off the grid thing. Um, when Phaedra was really little, I used to dream about that all the time. Yeah. Because I had this whole thought that the world was going to end like by 2012 and she was going to be a baby. And yeah. Not literally, but metaphorically, I was like, things are going to get really bad in 2012. I had I've been no waiting. idea how much worse. I've been waiting since I was pretty young for things to go, but but instead they're doing it really like in slow mo. They're not doing it very fast, and I thought it's it was like just a backdrop. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be like we're gonna look back like five years, ten years from now, and realize that we went through like the prime, the best it was gonna be, and that now it's never gonna be like that again. And you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it's been because I was briefly raised a Jehovah's Witness and they believe that the end is near all the time. I still have family members, you know, I love them to death, but they'll call and be intoxicated or something like that and want to tell me how the end is near. And so <laughs> I'm just like, I go with it. I roll with it. I just let them talk. But I mean, that's, I, I want to think, my whole life the end has been near and if it's not gonna if it hasn't been 40 years ago then maybe it's not coming it's gonna mm -hmm. come so slow it's not gonna be mad maxi like i thought yeah exactly i think i think that's what it is it's just gonna be like slow-mo and we're watching we're already watching it happen like with yeah. climate change and everything i really expected there to be more leather and less clown girls <laughs> but I'm glad there are more clown girls. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a lot of leather too, just like we see the clowns more than the leather, you know? Yeah. Everybody, everybody needs their like joyous outlet. <laughs> yeah, they do. I need to throw my, oh, wait. Yeah. So, how do we get around that? Okay. Your link tree or your, you don't have a link tree. You have just I your do. website. Oh, you do I have, have a link, link. tree. I, what do you I have use my on? Instagram and Twitter is where my link trees are. And then, and then on TikTok, it's just my website. 
Okay. So I on TikTok have that Instagram button now. And then my link tree is on my Instagram. So that's yeah. how people are finding. And so right now I'm just leaving the podcast up as the website. So. Yeah. I probably need to do an OnlyFans session soon. Because I haven't been in the mood to. But yeah. I will I will officially run out of content in like September. I am scheduled through October now. And I still have more because I take so many photos. So I just and I only post one at a time. So I just kind of go through all the photos. Yeah. Um, so I, I have plenty, but I get like where I start feeling like stuff's boring because I've looked at it already and I feel like I should be making new stuff. And like on my trip, I made some new stuff, but I don't, I'm not comfortable where I'm at, like, to, you know, so yeah. I'm like ready to get in the RV, y'all. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of mirrors in that RV. <laughs> nice. Nice. There were a lot of mirrors in that RV. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, didn't, weather. I didn't even know they were useful until like I was stay one of the hotels I was staying at, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> nice, that's awesome." See, that's what I want to do too. Is like go downtown with my husband and stay at that nice hotel one night and take some pictures. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be yeah. fun. I was thinking about like maybe like once a quarter I'll stay somewhere that has a bathtub just so I could take a bath. Cause like, you know, I'm not, the RV just has a, like a standing shower. Yeah. Yeah. I, my bathtub, my avocado bathtub is just something I don't want to have pictured anymore. It's so gross. It's just ugly and it needs like, I need to run a new bead of cock around the edge of it, but it's just an ugly tub. It needs to be refinished and, that green is just out of style. <laughs> but it is clean. I scrubbed it. I was scrubbing it the other day and I was like, it's a clean tub. It's just ugly. And it'll never look good. I just always thought it gave it like a little bit of a vintage look to your photos. It never looked bad to me. You know, it it's just a style. Uh uh. Okay. Yeah. An aesthetic. Yeah. I think you could just work with the aesthetic, you know? Yeah. I might get have some, to revisit that. Get some go-go boots and <laughs> I do have like a uh like the the whole was that Austin Powers movie where he had the Fembots and they had the like fluffy looking 90s. I have one yeah. of those. I bought one of those to see if it would look good on me. I need to take some pictures in that. So I could work. I could work. Yeah. That. Yeah. My period right now, so it's not really gonna work for anything. <laughs> I don't miss that. Like, I got all that shit scooped out, and I forgot that periods existed as soon as it was gone. Uh -huh. There was there was no like not not a month later. Oh, I'm supposed to no none of that. It was just like instantly like just not there anymore. You know. Uh, it must be a great feeling. Yeah, it's. That's like, I've had other things that are not great from having the surgery, like gaining weight really fast because my hormones change. 
And so like my body changed a lot. And then like my belly changed shape because of the surgery. Like, cause there's, there's no longer some of the stuff that was holding my belly in a certain shape is not there anymore. So now it's, you know, and I, I'm not really happy with any of that, but it's really nice to have my periods. And it's really nice to not be in excruciating pain on a regular basis because that was why I got surgery. That is good because that was one of the things that you complained about a lot and that, yeah, that's worth any trade. So yeah, I just have to like learn to come to terms with how my body's changed because some of that's not, you know, like even if I could lose weight, it's not going to change the fact that the shape is different and stuff and just kind of learn to not be so self-conscious about it, you know? Yeah. Did it just kind of just misshapen it to where it's just something you're just not used to? Or is it just like... My be- like my belly like pooks out and I've always had a pretty flat stomach and now my oh, belly's okay. like like sticks out it's like round and it's it's not it's not i have i have a little pooch from like the fat but it's literally like underneath that that is round i've always had the round like um looks like i'm pregnant like even when i'm not always kind of looks like i might be pregnant kind of belly yeah yeah that's kind of flat belly yeah, so I just have to get used to it because it feels different. Even when I'm sitting, the way my clothes feel feels different. Does it feel fake? Yeah, it does feel kind of fake. Yeah, yeah. like my belly feels fake. Like the fat just doesn't feel like it's um part of me. Yeah, it's kind of there. Like like I'm wearing a prosthetic of fat on the front. Like yeah. that's how my belly has always felt. So and it it looks cool. like like so when I see it in photos, I'll just be like, oh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can't really suck it in or anything either. No, yeah, it doesn't. It literally, I could suck, I could suck my tummy in, but it no longer does the same thing that it used to do. It's just, it's just there. It's yeah, weird. that's why I wear my my waist center a lot, or like try to pose different. When I was like five pounds lighter, it looks a little smaller, but it's still there. But it, it was look, it looked okay, but uh. And I would say about five, maybe six pounds lighter. I don't know. I just can't get over that hump right now. I'm not doing myself any favors either. I'm still eating like honey buns and stuff from time to time. Yeah. I don't like, I haven't been eating as well as I normally do just because I'm not, I don't have my kitchen stuff, but I'm still not eating enough to like warrant how much I've, how much I've gained. It's just been like, like I look at my, sense. yeah, I look at my videos um, from last year and it's like really noticeable, like how much lighter I was and I haven't weighed myself, but I'm guessing I've gained about like 20 pounds. Wow. So, yeah. Um, just based on where my weight was the last time I got weighed and I think I've gained since then. So I'm, that's my guesstimate. And like, I'm like, dude, I'm not even eat like, you know, like I associate that kind of weight gain with like eating a lot and eating really bad. And, you know, and I have days where I splurge, but I don't like eat like that all the time. Yeah. I wonder if one of those drugs like Ozempic, I mean, I know you're not a diabetic, but I wonder if one of those drugs like Ozempic would work for you. 
Maybe. I have PCOS, so um, those kind of medications are used to treat PCOS, but they're not covered by Medicare, so. Oh, great. Yeah. There's always a catch. Yep. But they, you know, at some point, I think that this will like, will that particular medication, uh, those types of medications will become covered because um, they will save the insurance companies a lot of money in the long run if they're not having to treat as many of the side effects of being obese, you know? Yeah. So, they but they will. need to get to the point that they see the value in order to be willing to pay for that stuff. And then also as those drugs become more commonplace, the prices should come down on them, you know, should, and should. hopefully, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of years, we'll see a shift in that. Yeah. Also Medicare, they're, they're like bullies. Like when they decide that they're, they want things to be covered and cheaper, they will push and, you know, really? to get the meds cheaper. So they're doing that. There's like a list of 10 medications that they're working on. Um, I just saw an article yesterday. There's a, di a couple of diabetes medications. Oh, yeah, that they're trying to lower the costs of right now. Yeah. And they're like, so hopefully the, the none of the weight loss meds are on that list, but there's like rheumatoid arthritis meds and some other diabetes meds and some other stuff. So hopefully like they'll also get in on the game at some point too, because yeah, it'll save them money as well. Yeah. That would be good for a lot of people. I know yeah. I have a friend that I have a friend that's doing pretty well on one of those drugs, a drug that's like that and it's doing very, very well for their health. So, but. yeah, I would, I'm going to the weight loss clinic at Stanford in, October, I think like, I know, like, I'm not super, super heavy. But I told my doctor, I was like, look, I put on this weight really fast. And because I'm I have health issues, I can't exercise. And so I'm very concerned about this becoming like a snowball thing. So I would like to see somebody sooner than later. later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and she agreed that that was a good idea. So I'm gonna go in and see them. And we'll see what we'll see what they say, you know, I need to start writing down what I'm eating. I just need to get moved into the RV so I can go back to my regular diet. And then I can, then I can start writing down what I'm eating and be like, see, this is, this is what I eat. And it's not bad. It's not. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, it's likely hormones and I don't know what they can do to help that, but hopefully there's something, you know, I just like to feel like I have control. Yeah. You do just don't stop bugging them about it. You know, it's like they always like my therapist was saying when she was talking about incontinence, she was like, don't just go buy the diapers, make sure you push and find an answer because there's a way to fix it. And I'm like, okay, okay. I don't know how yep. we got on this topic, but <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. true. I mean, even if like, there's like, you know, like, there's different surgeries and physical therapy. And, and um, if, if it's caused by the bladder sitting in the wrong place, there's like these things you can use to help push the bladder in the right spot. So that's, you know, there's, there's stuff. It's just getting the tests and figuring out what's going on. Right. Yeah. You know, but usually it's just physical therapy helps a lot. 
It's good. Yeah. It's. I uh, had to reschedule my appointment with my um, rectal surgeon. I had oh. to, I realized it was going to be like on a Monday and Mondays are now when I'm at the shop, at the oh. antique shop. So I can't do that. So I like canceled it and put a note on there for the reschedule. And I'm just like, this is the one thing that would make my like quality of life that much better if I could go ahead and get it taken care of. Yeah. Like, well, hopefully they do, they do surgeries on other days. Cause some doctors, they only do surgeries on one day of the week. Well, I have to go in for the consultation first. See, because remember they like had me set up for a consultation, but they ended up calling me that day and telling me they don't that they were actually like a rectal disease specialist. And they were like, uh -huh. I don't think that's what you're looking for. I think you're looking for the rectal surgeon. I'm like, yeah, that's who my doctor is supposed to refer me to. So that got canceled. And then my doctor had to call back and call in a different referral. So that took a couple of weeks. And then the referral appointment was a couple of weeks out. And I scheduled it, and then Apple Tree was, um, they were like, you're coming in on Mondays, which is fine, but I don't want to ditch them again on another Monday, because I just ditched them on Monday, because yeah. it's six kids, so I'm just like, I'll get, I'll get to the rectal surgeon eventually. <laughs> Everybody's favorite doctor, the rectal surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to get done, but I installed a bidet, and that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Now. Oh my God. I'm going into the RV. I'm giving that up because I'm going to oh. have a composting toilet and there's going to be no water. And yeah. I'm like, every time I go, every time I have a poop now and I rinse, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this soon. And I know like my tissues are really used to that. They're going to get really irritated. And you know, like I'm going to have to get used to a whole new wave. I'm going to use the shower and rinse, but it's not the same. I was same. about to say, you're going to have to jump out and get in the shower. Yeah. It's just not the same. I mean, thankfully it's only like four feet, like, you know, there's a toilet room and then there's, you just go do, do, do and the shower's right there. But um, it's still just, it's gonna be like a whole different process. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's gonna be a whole thing now. I understand that would, cause I was using my shower before I got the handheld installed. So yeah, I mean, granted my shower's like literally a step away from, the toilet but now I, then i had to like figure out how to like use the sprayer without getting water everywhere yeah that was yeah. fun it gets well and i i like at my last place i had an actual like bidet attached around the toilet and at first i was like i think i prefer the sprayer because it's easier to get like the front when you go pee right um but after getting used to the bidet like it's so effective at getting your butt clean it's like yeah at, at first you feel like i don't know you're being molested or something mm -hmm. inappropriate like it's a little bit violent and you're like oh this is not cool <laughs> <laughs> but like you get used to it it stops being so sensitive but then it's like oh this is super effective you know like so yeah. now i'm back to using a sprayer and i'm like oh it's not it's not it's not doing me the same kind of favors of a day was, but it's still better than nothing. See, and I need to switch to the bidet. I think I'll splurge and do the bidet in the master bathroom and then just use the sprayer in the, the first bathroom. That's a good and idea. That would be a good little splurge. 
yeah. I don't know, sometimes, sometimes this house can feel really big and sometimes it can feel really small. And I think like, I think I make it feel really small because I'm here all the time. But, or it, you know, the pets, like between the pets and the people, it's like, there's a lot of things going on constantly. It's just madness. Like yeah. between the pets and the kids and stuff. So I think like, I think like, um, you know, there's, there's, the people and the stuff in the house, but then there's also the the psychological impact of having to like keep track of all the things that are going on, like getting, you know, taking care of like whatever it is during the day, getting dinner ready and getting the kids ready for school and picking them up and like all of those things also like take up space and bills. as well. Yeah. Like I think it all like adds up. It really does. Like I was vacuuming the other day and I was just like, it really like it does because it's like this has to be it's it's has to be done every time. Like the work is never going to stop. It has yeah. to it has to get done at least once or twice a week where there's like a whole <laughs> extra dog floating around on the carpet. It's just gross. Yeah, there's no last time for vacuuming your dishes until you're dying. Nope. Yep. <laughs> or laundry. Yep. Uh, it's it's just the next time. Just the next time. Yeah. I hope I die peacefully in my sleep like Bob Barger did. Or like Queen Elizabeth. You always wonder how true that really is, but I really, really hope that's me. Yeah. In my sleep. My grandpa died in his sleep. So oh. And he knew it was coming. He told us, like, he was like, go put my dog down. I'm, I'm done. You know? Wow. And went to bed and went. Yeah. That's so, what I want. Just yeah. plain and simple. I don't want to be, like, a burden or anything. I just want it to be, like, I'm leaving now. Please yeah. I, like, I hate the idea of, like, getting some, like, serious illness where I die in slow-mo and, like, my son has to, like, witness that and help take care of me like i don't want that you know i don't either yeah I would, I would rather just go very suddenly or or just go like get old and just be like yep and then fall asleep and be done mm -hmm. that's kind of where i'm at but i don't know i don't i started thinking about age i was talking about age with phaedra the other day and we got into this philosophical conversation because it was like, do I want to be as old as my mother? Like ever? I mean, if I'm as healthy as she is, like, is she healthy enough? Like, is that what I would want? I mean, she's spry enough to get on an airplane and yeah. fly, but it's like, so that's something. And she obviously wanders around San Francisco like a tiny Godzilla every day. That's something, <laughs> but it's like, do I want to be like, she also complains about being in pain every day and like, do I want to be that old? Do I really want to? Yeah. Be a well, does she like, I mean, I'm assuming she doesn't like go to the doctor to get help to manage things. And I, I feel like we can age more gracefully if we utilize the tools that are available to take the edge off those things, you know? Yeah. 
she's not a big advocate for her own health. She just goes when she has to. Yeah. But she doesn't explore like other things that she could be doing with her health. Obviously, like, explore mental health. Yeah. I don't want my, I don't want, I don't want to get old if, if I'm going to get like dementia or whatever. That's like, that's what I'm afraid of is, you know, like I can handle being old. I can handle pain and prolapse and whatever else, you know, because that's all stuff that I can work with my doctors on and find ways to manage it. But like, if I'm going to lose my brain and be driving the people around me crazy, because who knows, who knows what kind of trouble I've got to get up to. Like, I have a lot of pent up stuff. I could see just being a really nasty, nasty person because I never let myself be that way. You know? Yeah. Like a really nasty old dementia. One of those people I just scream obscenities all the time. Exactly. Spit at people. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would, I would just, I don't want to, I don't want to be a burden in that way either. You know, like just, that's going to be my husband. Want it. My spouse is going to be that guy. Yeah. He's going to get dementia and just be one of those that just screams at you all the time. <laughs> well, hopefully it's fun stuff so you can like make recordings. I hope so. <laughs> we'll have to see. I'll make TikToks of him. <laughs> he better not get dementia. I don't want that either. I don't want either of us to have to take care of that. Yeah. So. But. I don't so, know. I don't. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's all, you know, hopefully there'll also be treatments for some of that too, because they're learning more and more about it. Yeah. I have to remember we're a lot younger than we think we are. I mean, by the time it's going to be another 30 years before we're like 80, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they can do a lot. They've been moving so fast with science. Yeah, the problem will be: will it be accessible to us? Yeah, which is already the problem that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and unless something changes, it seems more likely that things will become less accessible than more. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kanye West was on a boat in Italy and apparently got fellatio by his wife in front of tourists and everybody. That is your pop tidbit of the day. Nice. I would never have known that if you hadn't told me. Like, I did they do that on purpose or not realize they could be? I mean, like, I, you know, I have questions now. <laughs> I had questions, but I didn't want to Google it or click on the article. And I was just like, no, 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 I'll see more of it if I keep looking at it. And it That's came up true. in one of my Facebook groups because it was my Facebook groups that came up that was like, so the comments aren't going the way you planned or whatever. And they always post the most random stuff. And that was like one that was in there. And I was like, no, don't click on the article. Yeah. That's uh, because then it, oh yeah, that would just ruin the, I can't, I wouldn't even Google it because it'll just ruin my, my Google feed. Mm -hmm. But sometimes <laughs> when I get random bits of pop stuff like that, that I have to get, I have to share them because I'm just like, wow, 
but we can't believe what I just heard today. First world yeah. problems. I mean, those are definitely yeah. like first world problems. What was it the other day too that Phaedra was like, that's a first world problem. I can't remember, but I'm I glad like, she recognizes that. Yeah, that is good. I, I like sometimes I'll see science stuff that's like fun and, and more, it's not popish because it's just science, but it, it kind of falls into that realm because it's unnecessary science. But like one of them was like studying like how we, um, how things collect in our belly buttons. Like what's the mechanism that gets the fuzz and all that into the belly button. And then like, like what is being collected in there and different belly buttons, different styles of collection. And, um, that was, it was silly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. There was a show I used to watch called oddities and they had a girl that made little people out of her belly button lint. Like she oh. collected enough of it and made little dolls and put them in little jars. Huh. And it was, yeah. And I think she also did like fingernail art too. It's weird. I don't have the right kind of belly button. I don't collect lint because I, I don't mine's collect not, lint. not an any. So that's, it's amazing to me that you could collect enough lint to make things from it. Yeah. I have an any, but I don't collect lint. It's always like clothes and fat. It's like fat and clothes. So it gets really oily instead. But yeah, my husband gets belly button lint. When we first got together, I pulled out this piece that was like that. I'm oh. sure he's like happy about that. No, he's shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, uh, that's so magic. He's got a proper innie then. Mm -hmm. It was crazy because I was in there with tweezers too. It was very crazy. And then like we both jumped and we lost it and it like went somewhere and like this is when we first were I'm <laughs> scared of it. Yeah, we were both scared of it. I was like, what is that? Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> it was so weird. And it's just, Man. you know, fuzz and skin, you know. I love the I love the uh the monkey urge to like groom other people. Like when I was younger, I would like groom my my guy friends' eyebrows on or if they had like blackheads, I would clear them out for them. Oh, and I, I love could doing just that. do that for like hours, but I cannot watch the pimple popping videos. It's, oh it really? Is, I, it's so gross. Like I can do it myself, but I can't watch it. Really? Yeah. A lot of times people find it soothing, but that's interesting. Yeah. Nope. I don't know. I watched a video. It was um. No, I'd never heard of them before, and now I still don't remember what they were called. Like tugs or something, and they were like on the bottom of this guy's foot. And they were like in the Philippines or something, and they were like cutting them out with knives. And they like were like all like they looked like seeds at the bottom of this guy's foot, and they were just pulling them out. Like they ended up being white and pussy, and they left holes and craters in the bottom of his foot. Was it like a parasite or something? Because I know there's stuff like that. Yeah, it had to have been a parasite because it definitely wasn't any kind of blackhead or pimple, but. That's I do awful. find those videos soothing. I can watch those. Yeah, I. At yeah, all, yeah, no, like my, yeah, I and I also have a very strong aversion to feet. So, like, 
that that would be like double no. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> they were so close you couldn't really tell what was going on until like they zoomed out. But it was like my family can't watch Dr. Pimple Popper either. I try to put her on sometimes and they're just like, no, mom, no, no, please don't. <laughs> it's, so, it's so interesting. Yeah, different different brains, different uh, different soothing properties. Yeah, I like watching um, like these videos where they they clean carpets, where they spray them oh, with water, yeah. and then all the dirt comes out, and then they like swoosh it away. I like those. Yeah, and they have to like it's a really really dirty rug too, and they have to go over it a few times. And yeah. then power wash it a few times and then squeegee it off a few times and then flip it and do the back and then yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the rugs fun. are not even the color you expected them to be. Like it's mm -hmm. pretty crazy. Yeah. This one was like the first one I ever saw it was like a bright white. And I was like, I cannot believe that's supposed to be bright white. Because when they threw it down, it was like black. You like never think it's gonna get clean. Like you watch yeah. the video to the point where you're like, it's never going to get clean. Yeah, but, yeah, it's good to watch. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't. I mean, I hardly like watch scroll or do anything like that now. I just post my stuff and um, go to other people's accounts. Like if they comment, I go to, and look at their stuff. But I haven't really been scrolling much, so I, I just don't see. I don't see much. I've started going to people's pages and then scrolling a little bit and getting a little bit of both. I like the following tab and I like the stem tab. That kind of gives me a neat video at least once a day or two. Oh, I've not, I haven't checked that one out yet. It's cool. I didn't realize it was actual stem videos. So I was like the first one that was there yesterday was an actual like engineer talking about something. I can't remember what it was. I scrolled past them to see if they were all like that. And I was like, huh. And I didn't know if that was just me or not. It was kind of cool, though. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Might be more. Might be more interesting. Yeah. Like Astronomy Magazine and then NPR. So... That's kind of cool. It gives me a chance to maybe make a different FYP page of maybe yeah. more healthy content. So. Yeah. I just, I noticed like as I got more into Instagram and kind of moved away from TikTok and then got into Twitter, it's like I do enjoy the written, written word and like photos more than videos. Um, and I think it's because it's, it's easier for me to consume in at my own pace, whereas the video forces the pace. That's true. I could see that. You know that you can speed up a video now if you hold down the thing. Yeah, and yeah. you do that on. I do that on um, YouTube. I watch everything like two times speed. Yeah. But I didn't know you could do that on TikTok until recently. That was yeah. Like, Makes That's life cool. easier. Yeah. Not that or I that speed through a bunch of people's videos. Please don't think that. 
Well, it's the ADHD brain. Like, you know, it's hard to be like patient. Like, and if, if people, like if people are talking fast enough, it's okay. But if they're talking really slow, I'm good to, I'm not going to watch the video. So if I speed it up, I will watch the video because it's at a pace that my brain goes, okay, I'm getting enough stimuli to stay interested. I can stick with this. Well, there were people that I had realized like had completely fallen off my feed. And so that's why I had to go through my comments. Cause it's like, even like with Ritzy, I don't ever see anything. So I always have to go to their page. Yeah. To see anything they post ever. Yeah. They, I think they just started posting recently too. So they're pretty new to TikTok, but. I like, didn't realize that I didn't follow them on Instagram. So I had to fix that too. So yeah. I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram, so that's not on purpose. That's just a thing. So if there's I don't anyone get, in particular. Yeah, same. Like, I don't get notifications for follows most of the time. So I have no idea that people are following me unless I go to the following thing. And that's not really in a sensible order. So, and I'm not going to go, like, look at every single person to figure out, you know, if they have clown in their username, then I, it's pretty easy. I'll go look at their profile. And if they actually make content that's clowny, I'll follow them. But I, yeah. you know, I only follow like, like somebody asked me how they got, a, how they could get me to follow them back because they wanted to DM me. And I was like, well, you're not the right kind of creator. I only follow people who make stuff that is like what I'm making um, so that I'm getting that exposure and getting that support, you know? Yeah. How did they take that? They didn't respond. Oh, that was a guy. Okay. He was trying to. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you had to say. And it's just like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and I was just like, nope. Because, you know, I looked because they were commenting. And after that, they never commented again. So they're, they're like, well, I'm not going to get what I want. So. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I run into that still sometimes. And, you know, I just, there are times when you can just laugh it off. And then there are times that you just, like, all right, buddy, I'm going to block you. Yeah. 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 I, oh, like, Twitter's weird because um, the guys there, if you post something like that makes them think about sex or whatever, they'll just start DMing you and, like, not necessarily say anything sexual, but they start DMing you because they're like, I think hoping for a connection oh, and it's yeah. really weird. And I'm like, why are you DMing me out of the blue? And I started to see the pattern that every time I posted something that was a little saucier that I was getting these guys texting me or DMing me. And I was just like, no, no. I just started like, I just started like, if they didn't say anything annoying, I would just um, react, but not say anything. And then, um, if they say something annoying, then I just block them because, you know, I don't, it just feels really weird. Like, I don't even understand where's the, where's the thing in their brain where they're thinking, well, you know, it, where they're thinking it's appropriate to message me in the first place. Yeah. You know? Do you post like photos on Twitter? Yeah. I post a clown photo every day. And then okay. sometimes on Thursday, I'll pull one from my saucy pile for Thirsty Thursday. 
And that's the only space that I'm really comfortable like being like, yeah, I have an OnlyFans because it's the only place I don't have like longtime friends and family following me. Uh, um, kind of like my second Instagram. Yeah. So, gotcha. but I, I still don't do it a lot because it's not, it's, it's only part of what I'm doing. So it's, I only share it part of the time. I don't make it like the point of what I'm doing. I just but I always get make one and if it would help drive any traffic. It might. There's a lot of um, Twitter's. There's a lot of OnlyFans um, traffic there. So, but there's also a lot of like bots and stuff. So, um, men Hooray. get men get annoyed by how much DMs they get from bots. I don't understand how they're getting DMs from bots if they're not following the bots back, but Dude, can I turn maybe, DMS off? I, I think so. Okay, good. I would do that, but I have like one person or two people that I talk to there. Um, so maybe I should just migrate them off of Twitter and then I could turn off my DMS. Yeah. I just don't have the energy. Like comments are one thing, but I kind of feel like that's the conversation. Exactly. You know? Now, in some cases, I'm like, even with my TikTok, it says no DMs, but I have them on because it's like I leave them on just in case. And I still get messages and I get messages from really good people that I know for a fact that I'm like, like, it's it's like that meme. This could have been an email. This could have been a comment. Like, this yeah. did not need to be a message, but it's fine. This is yeah, fine. I I get that too, where people like, for some reason they go into DM with something that could have been a comment. And I'm like, are you, I feel like they're trying to manipulate me. I don't like, it doesn't, it's not conversational to me. It feels weird. Like, why are you taking me aside to talk to me about something that you could have talked to me right there in front of everybody? Right. You know? That's kind of weird for me too. It takes so much more effort. We could have had this conversation somewhere else. And it's just like, yeah, like maybe I, sometimes I go, maybe that person has social anxiety and they're not comfortable because they're not content creators. So they're not comfortable being out there, but then they're giving me anxiety by putting me in this situation where I feel trapped with them, you know? Cause I'm like, why are you like, what are you trying to get for me? Kind of thing. Like it just yeah. doesn't, you know? So yeah, yeah. I definitely mm. like, have become a lot more wary of DMs since joining Twitter. Yeah. See, I don't know if I need that. I have enough going on with the OnlyFans and the and the Instagram inst messages that I just stop answering. So yeah. it's like there's no non-love to anybody like that. Anyone that is listening. I have one person that comments on my stuff pretty regularly on OnlyFans and I, I really enjoy that and appreciate the fact that they put the time into doing that because like the silence was stuck in like a lot. And then yeah. I have someone else that has sent me like requests, but I'm like not in a situation where I can like fulfill the request, but they're totally like stuff that I would, I was like, dude, I would totally want to do this. I just need to get into my space so that I can feel comfortable doing that stuff and have access to my, you know, my yeah. camera and all that. And, um, and I'm like, 
bummed that my move got got like delayed because I was like getting excited to get to like play around and stuff. Like I got a request to take pictures with sock puppets. Nothing, nothing like they're like they're like it can be safe for work or not safe for work or whatever you want to do. They're not asking for me to like hump hump the sock sock puppets or something, right? They just want the sock puppets in the pictures. Yeah. And I was like okay i could do that i didn't have any sock puppets but now i do because somebody sent sent me some from twitter so um so and i just i think it would be an interesting challenge how to take a picture that's kind of saucy with a sock puppet like how am i going to arrange that and i love the oh, challenge yeah. you know oh, so yeah. i could think of a thousand things like you know like it could be like kind of cute you know Betty Page pose, but you know, you've got your cute little sock puppets posing with you. Like <laughs> you've got so many options, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I like, I, I'm like, I'm going to do it, but I hope they're, you know, they seem like they're being patient. They seem to understand they're following my podcast and stuff. And so, oh, nice. You know? But nice. I also like appreciate just the fact that somebody is interested in my stuff enough to have like a request because you know i've like had the only fans for like over a year and i never got any requests at all so it was like and then I'm awesome listening. yeah awesome that it's something at, at my level like you know they're not asking me to do something that like i would be that's like so outside my realm of comfort that i'd be like oh i'm sorry i can't do that and then and then feel inadequate for a month or something you know yeah yeah no it's good that you're getting the request because that's kind of part of the fun i didn't yeah. i i kind of got overwhelmed like i somewhere around somewhere around the whole like panty selling stuff i kind of got a little overwhelmed and i think yeah but i think some of that is like you know not to tmi it but like some of that's just like butt stuff and it'll get rectified and until then i just don't really feel comfortable you, you said rectified yeah <laughs> exactly but anyway yeah. i need to cook dinner i just realized that like yeah okay well let's let's wrap it up then um well thank you for for um hanging out and joining thank my you. podcast thank <laughs> finally you for inviting me. yeah 